A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Roman Reigns was on this week's episode of SmackDown. Somebody ring the clanger. This was because the bloodline had screwed up everything last week and he found Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso was like, by the way, you screwed up everything last week, so I'm here to fix things. But after he walked out of the screen with Paul Heyman, Solo's all like, no, I'm going to fix things. So there it is, my friends. The first of many seeds. Eventually, Mr. Sokoa is going to leave his tribal chief. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs for Smack Down, the review show in wrestling. That wasn't right English. That was crappy sentence structure. <laughs> As was that, we've gone totally crazy. You want to know why? It was me! That's right. The wizard in the sky, who now has merchandise. This show is out of control. Let's up those doubts. It actually tied into a big old tease too, though, because Nick Aldis was then in the ring to start smacking down, and he basically was like, let us do a contract signing for the Royal Rumble. So AJ Styles came out, he signed the deal. LA Knight came out, he signed the deal. Randy Orton came out, he signed the deal. And when Mr. Roman was meant to come out, well, he didn't bother, and instead here was Paul Heyman. Damn it. Instead, Paul was all like, well, we've only just got to the buildings and an attorney hasn't looked through this deal. I was like, ha ha, Mr. Heyman, that's not how these things work. Unless in WWE land, you don't get to see a contract until you turn up to TV. I mean, that's got to be illegal. Nick was so good during this as well because he's just never faced as the general manager. He's like, all right, if Mr. Chairboy doesn't want to come to the ring, I have three signatures, I'll just do a triple threat match, and the winner will come the brand new Super Duper Universal World Champion. Heyman was there pretty annoyed. He was all like, you're doing a mediocre job, Nick Aldis. And also, let's face it, Roman Reigns shouldn't even be in a three-way or four-way. He should be in a one-on-one match. I was like, you do know the reason he isn't is because of Roman Reigns. This guy is out of control. And I was then totally fed up. So he essentially called Paul Heyman a pig. Why wouldn't you do that? When him and AJ Styles also got into it, because LA was like, listen, man, I got screwed over at the Saudi Arabia show. So it's my turn. And then this dude just comes back from injury and he cuts the line. And Styles was like, "Uh, excuse me, when I got injured, you basically walked over my dead body to take my opportunity. So you suck too. Now we all know the reason they hate each other is because they can't stand the fact they both have two letters, full first names. And then essentially they got into a massive brawl, and they just fought backstage. I'm like, damn, that escalated quickly. Randy almost like the dad watching this, like, why don't I bore these two sons, the absolute goobers, when he grabbed Heyman by the collar and essentially said, you tell your boy Roman, soon he's going to be reintroduced to the RKO. He was a threat so does the co-op because that is going to be our main event. And yeah, Roman never showed his face once, and it got me. I was like, eh, I bet they recorded that opening segment last week. What an idiot I am. Now, of course, we are going all out here to try and convince you that maybe, just maybe, Roman Reigns could lose his championship at the pay-per-view premium live event. I mean, he's not going to, but damn, I appreciate the effort. 
up. As soon as we went backstage too, Styles went and found Aldis, and he was like, oh, I want to take on LA Knight tonight as well. And he granted it. I was like, man. I thought we'd have a bigger build, but don't worry about it. We then ran right into a six-man tag, because it was Carlito, Joaquin Wild, and Cruz del Toro taking on Santos Escobar, Humberto Carrillo, and Angel Garza. And they just had a very good WWE-style match. Angel went right after Carlito's knee as if he'd injured it or something. I was like, did he injure his knee? I have no idea. When Carlito came back with chops. Because of course he did. The official move of 2024. Del Toro then tagged in. He went crazy for a while when Joaquin joined him. They just did these crazy double-team moves as well as simultaneous dives, I would have given it 9.4. Santos then used this moment to stare at everybody to let you know he was super serious. And then we cut to the commercial and damn it, when we came back, the bad guys were in control and this week WWE didn't show us. It is so nice and easy though, because Kenny Escobar and friends were like, Carlito, you eat all those apples? What about the fructose? Have you not watched those TikTok videos? Then Carlito got his phone out and he found these stupid TikTok fitness videos and just when he was about to say, this is nonsense, who is watching it, they murked him. That'll do. Paul Wild got the worst of this too because his neck was broken with a neck breaker when Humberto applied the dreaded chin lock. I was like, wait, he's done, it's out, over. Thankfully though, his hands started to warm up and his wrestling instincts kicked in and when he saw Carlito, he climbed over to him and he gave him a warm slap and Carlito ran wild. I mean, who knew? He took out all of his enemies and Escobar did break up a pin for a one-two. And <laughs> we just got... All the super kicks, like all of them, as if they'd been told this was your last evening to do a kick that was super, and they wanted to make the most of it. Somehow throughout all of this too, Santos Escobar had done the blind tag, so even though Carlito hit the backstabber and he thought he'd won, Santos hit the most devastating move in all the spots and attempted a surprise roll-up, and he got the one, two, three. Or as Corey Graves said, he stole one. I do think this is really fun though, and the feud must now continue, so I shall give it up. But it was just one of those days when as soon as this match started, I went, I bet it ends with the roll-up. I was totally right. Now look, fair play to WWE over the last six months. They do this way less than before. Sometimes, just do anything else. I shouldn't be able to telegraph it down. Kenneth Braxton then interviewed Pretty Deadly and they were so confident because they had spent all week studying Tyler Bate and Butch's offense. So now they are prepared. You could see what was coming here a mile off, but it was still damn fun. You also saw Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits and what they've been up to the last seven days because they had gone and made a pretty video. Essentially, they called out the Final Testament, though, because they want to show them what proper intimidation looks like. I mean, thinking about this all morning, I don't know what that means. This is also when we got a comeback that wasn't a comeback because Pretty Deadly went to the ring and Tyler Bate arrived to his very, very spicy theme music when who came out wasn't Butch, but it was the former Pete Dunne or the now Pete Dunne. And actually, when his name flashed across the Titantron on the big screen, fans had a great reaction to this. So did I. Sometimes it's the simple things. I mean, it's not the same level as like when Mankind became Cactus Jack, but it was headed in that direction. And when he did get in the ring, he was doing all the manipulation with the hands, and he was stomping on fingers. I mean, he just comes across like a bit of a loom. So if you're waiting for the last piece of the puzzle that Vince McMahon has definitely got and Triple H has arrived, it is the return of Pete Dunne. At one point, he was trying to pull Kit Wilson's limbs off with like stretches and stuff. When Tyler tagged in, and he was more into the whippy whippy spinny spin, that's what he did. I mean, he spun him around so hard, I started to think about Kylie Minogue, which is when we cut to another break, and when we returned, pretty deadly, we're just on the offense. But once again, this is a nice and easy one, because I would imagine they just shouted, you're not Pete Dunne, you're Butch. 
that hurt Pete's feelings, he got smacked in the face. I mean, maybe Pete was even more hurt by this because he was being absolutely destroyed by Elon Prince, where, of course, Elon went for a flying nothing, he got caught in the suplex, whammed into the floor, hot tag. Dunn went absolutely nuts as well because he suplexed pretty deadly into each other when Tyler got back in there and just punched them all in the face. When Pete returned, he did the finger snap and he hit the bitter end and he got the one, two, three. <laughs> Man, that was a dominant performance. We have a new tag team. Pete Dunn is back. Pretty deadly were also livid about this afterwards in an interview because they were like, we weren't prepared for Pete Dunn. It's <laughs> so damn entertaining. Once again, you knew they were going to do this, but it made me chuckle. Giving it up, do it again. Because there must be something else to this. And when it comes to the brawling brutes, I guess they're done because Ridge Holland is back on NXT and Sheamus is going to return soon. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I wonder what he's going to do. It was then time for the Kevin Owens show, and I tell you, because I'm a nerd, all week I had pondered, because I'm like, well, man, it is Kevin Owens, so if he is going to have Logan Paul on his show, which he is, how is he going to address this controversy? Well, he just did it. Now, Owens was devastated instantly because he doesn't want to talk to Logan Paul, although Logan felt the same. He was like, do you think I'm happy to be on your crappy show? No, I'm not. He does have to thank Kevin Owens for becoming a WWE superstar, though. And I totally forgot about this because we saw footage from WrestleMania 37 when, yeah, Logan was in the ring and he got dropped by a stunner courtesy of Kevin. It's like, holy crap, I deleted that from my brain. This means if the fans are mad at Logan Paul, all that anger should be directed at KO because he is responsible. But I was like, listen, bro, I've been wrestling for 25 years and I don't care about you. But all he is to him is another celebrity that got stunned. And while he does respect the fact he put in the work, no, you've been becoming a WWE superstar. He is never going to be one of us in terms of being on the roster. So Logan actually fired back with a good line. He was like, good, I don't want to be one of us. I want to be one of one. I was like, man, I better write that down. He then put himself over huge with about 278 nicknames. And Owens is just the best. He just looked at him when he was done. He was like, I don't know what any of that means. I love him. This is when he did drop the big one, though, because he was all like, listen, Logan, man, you keep dropping all of this smoke. And I'd love to do the same to you, but I'm not allowed. So surely that has to be a reference to all the legal stuff that Logan Paul is involved with right now. So, yeah, he can't talk about it. But on this occasion, sometimes not saying what you're not allowed to say 
Well, it creates a bigger boom. He then got more specific because he said Logan Paul is a joke and it's ridiculous that he is the US champion. But that's why at the Royal Rumble, he ends that reign and he takes the belt back. Logan was then actually quite funny because he basically woke up from a coma. He was like, what? I didn't listen to a word you just say. And also, if you do beat me, it's because of that damn cast. We all know the deal. Now, once again, Kevin found this funny because nobody on the roster can take more punishment than him. And you know what? He'll take this off right now. I thought this was such a good segment because, of course, Logan used that to jump Kevin Owens. He punched him right in the face, went like a damn monster. KO rose from the depths and started shouting, is that all you've got? Is that all you've got? And I was like, damn it, kill him. This was really cool and they did start to brawl. And, of course, it gave us a little bit of an insight into that premium live event because Paul made sure he took advantage of this. And he took Kevin Owens' wounded hand and he threw it into the ring post. So, it is I, Ricardo, the Rita the Ring Post fan, and I am absolutely sick of this noise. Those are men this ended with Logan Paul standing tall, and I still do think he's going to retain at the Raw list of Rumbles, but now I'm not so sure. But either way, he is so damn good at this, and Kevin Owens is one of the best ever. You gotta give it up. Roman Reigns was then yelling at Jimmy Uso, who must have been like, man, why did I rejoin this stupid bloodline? When Solo actually stepped up, said, nah, brah, last week's on me. He then also promised that he will fix everything later. So there's tease number two. Now that we are in 2024, we do have to end the bloodline, and it shall finish with Sokoa screwing over Roman Reigns. When we did it again. I ain't talking about Britney Spears. This has to stop. Because Kane and Carter and Katana Chance were defending their women's tag team titles against Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. And it went two minutes. Why? So we have gone on about this all year. And the division just needs more of a focus like WWE are doing with all their other storylines. Like it's okay to have a short match here and there. But when it comes to these belts, it's all the flabbing time. Now he did have damage control at ringside and Bailey on commentary. Because of course Kyrie Sane and Oscar do want those championships. But they basically watched on here. And eventually the champions hit their party keg, powder keg, whatever it's called, finisher, and they got the one, two, three. It went like so fast, I thought I'd miss something. Now the Kabuki Warriors did grab the championships afterwards as Bailey became exposition. And she was like, oh, I think we found our next contenders for these titles. I do want to say this. Given that they had no time, they had a pretty entertaining match, so I am going to give it an up. But just for the lackluster, I don't know, attention we put on these belts... Well, it's got to get it down. We really need to change that soon. Because if WWE doesn't feel bothered, why would I? AJ Styles then mugged off the OC because he's a sad panda these days. And I presume they are going to break up. When we got the final testament retorting to Bobby Lashley's crew. Still not 100% sure on that name. Anyway, as ever, Karrion Cross just spoke in riddles. Although I swear he said he's going to murder those three. But I actually think when we do get to these six-man tags... It's going to be pretty damn good. We then had a follow-up from last week, and I just want to say that the new WWE rules, because Kathy Kelly was here with Carmella Hayes and said to him, well, man, your match last week ended terrifyingly. Are you okay? Now Carmella was, because he was just pleased that both guys were able to walk away. But let's put this one into the old trinket. I may not have won the match, but I didn't lose. Austin Theory saw this totally differently because he walked in. He was like, listen, Carm, you tried to end my career. When they got into it again, we basically hit reset because Carmelo Hayes wanted a match next week. Austin Theory went, no. So Grace Waller went, ah, good day, mate. He'll definitely do it. And Theory looked at him like, you absolute cheeses. This is such a better way to approach things, though, when bad stuff does happen in the ring. Most of them, I'm happy that they are okay. But also, do not break up Austin Theory and Grayson Waller. They are way too good together. This is when we learned that the Kabuki Warriors are going to have a tag team title match next week. So I don't care, man. This is the number one geese title shot ever. I can't remember the last time they had a match. We also went straight into AJ Styles versus LA Knight here. And you won't believe this. 
it also went five minutes. So either something went long, or we were just having some fun. Now, to be fair to this one, it did work better because it does tie into the story. Because Styles hate Knight, and Knight hates Styles, so they didn't care about wins and losses. They just wanted to murk each other. We also started with the chops because it is 2024, and given the year in question, Styles, they need him in the face. And if it wasn't going to get out of control, I would start a knee-to-face counter... I'll be up at night counting all the time because there's so many. He also threw LA into Barry Barricade, so he came back and threw stars into Alan the Announce Table. I don't know about you. I was getting really worried about Simba the Still Steps. He must have been terrified. I was totally right as well because at this juncture, the bloodline did make their way to the ring. And not only did LA Knight get smashed with the spike, but AJ, Edge, went into the stairs. Like I knew it. The referee just watched all of this as well. So he was like, man, I hate you so much. You're such children. And he called for the disqualification. But this is when Sokoa got on the mic and he went two down, one to go. So Randy Orton instantly came out for the main event. I like that segue. This one also flew by though. Dare I say it, if I did want to break it down into a nice neat little package, Randy Orton basically squashed Solo Sokoa. Huh. Now he did come out of the gates with a hip attack and he threw Randy into Alan the announced table when he decided to pose. Of course, he needs to build up that meter. It was a really stupid idea, though, because Orton took a med pack and he was back, so he threw Solo into Alley the announce table. This is when Jimmy Uso was going to do something, but he got cut off by LA Knight. He then got cut off by AJ Styles. So Orton just slammed Sokoa with the RKO, and he beat him. I was doing this, because once again, it was so fast. Now, of course, it made sense, because we're planting yet more seeds that maybe, just maybe, Roman Reigns could lose at the Rumble. And as soon as AJ and LA got into it again, Ryan is up, right, you've been doing this all evening, and he smashed them both with RKO's. I swear, too, Roman Reigns then literally teleported in from nowhere, so he must be in cahoots with Captain Picard. And given that Randy was down, and he changed his mind, he grabbed that there contract, and he signed it, matches on. He was also going to slam Randy with the spear, and once again... You could see what was going to happen here, but it was still so damn good because he ran. He too got slammed with the RKO as Randy was all like, I hear voices in my head. I mean, he'd won the evening. There's also a really interesting part of the end because he did throw the contract under Roman's face, who looked like, oh my gosh, I didn't believe that was in there. So you have to imagine, given that the next week's SmackDown is the last one before the Raw Rumble, he has now realized the bloodline is banned from ringside. Because once again, when we are 24 hours out, you need to convince everybody that Roman could lose even though he's not going to lose. I really did enjoy how this all blended, though, and that we have so many challenges for the championship, and that we reminded you that when it comes to hate, LA Knight, Randy Orton, and AJ Styles, well, they dislike each other, too. So, as always, when WWE does their main event segments, they usually get it right these days. Up. Which brings us to the end of SmackDown, and it is going to get an up overall, because it's getting me pumped for the Royal Rumble. And I've said it once, I'll say it 79 times. On paper, this very well may be the best Royal Rumble ever... That's the kind of potential it has. Now, please do click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for AEW Dynamite. I would appreciate that and have a lovely weekend. There is no pay-per-view tomorrow, if you can believe it. So I'll see you next week. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.